it's it smells like um, it smells like report cards. <laughs> Do you remember that that old? Remember that old carbon, you know, white, pink, yellow you, paper? You said, you said this before. I've said You've this. Said this before. This smells like report cards. <laughs> I don't understand. But I mean, I I understand it. But I think it's great that you it's pick just, out that note. Right. Like, Nobody has ever tasted it and said, "Hmm, mid '80s report card." <laughs> no, I've got some barrel spice. I will, I will give you notes after you taste it. But Okay, so you want me to taste the malted yeah. first? Yeah. It's hard to get past that smell. Mm-hmm. I'm just smelling B minuses. Well, if hanging out and drinking is something that you want to do, well, let me introduce you to my boys, Matt and Drew. For fun and laughs and spirits, there's just one place to go. It's time for the Whiskey Tequila Friday Show. Whiskey Tequila Friday Show with my boys, Matt and Drew. Happy Friday, Drew. Happy Friday, Matt. And happy Friday to all of you out there, and welcome to Whiskey Tequila Fridays, our podcast where we drink some whiskey, drink some tequila, we educate, we libate, and we try to have a little bit of fun. Try to have a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm Matt. I'm the whiskey guy. I'm going to hopefully teach you a little bit, hopefully not geek out too much, and Drew, you are... I'm the tequila guy. All right. And I can't geek out too much, (laughs) because I don't know enough about tequila like you know about whiskey. I think you're shortchanging yourself. I think you can geek out. Based on what you're telling me on how much you're editing, I think you're geeking out a little bit. (laughs) All right. So today's episode is kind of a random episode, right? Yeah. We're going to title this just random. These are just a couple of random bottles that, I mean, this is just a tequila that I think is really good. Yeah. All right. And what do do you... Rando, as the kids say? Just some rando. Rando. All right. Yeah. I think we're going to touch on a few basic concepts, but we're not going to dwell too much on any one concept. So that also makes this random, right? Tell tell us what's in your whiskey glass tonight, Matt. All right. So for my whiskey, my rando, I brought Driftless Glen Single Barrel Rye. This one comes from the great state of Wisconsin. Ooh. Behind the Cheddar Curtain. (laughs) Baraboo? Baraboo. You can't get more Wisconsin than Baraboo. And it is a single barrel rye. So we'll get into what is a single barrel, what makes a single barrel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it is a store pick from the great store of Malloy's in Glen Ellen. And it is... Suburb of Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. It is 96 proof. And uh, I think it's pretty tasty for a random bottle that I just came across and decided to buy. Yeah, for sure. 96, that's going to be a little spicy, huh? A little bit. A little hot? Not as hot as the bottle we were warming up with. (laughs) Yeah. What is that? So I have to mention. So you always bring this stuff to warm up with. Right. What is is that thing? 126? That's another store pick that we, yeah. 126. That one was really hot. Yeah, it's a little hot. We'll get into that one. You keep saying little hot. It was really hot. 
Listeners, stay tuned. <laughs> right. We'll get into it. Right. Matt's mom. <laughs> my wife. <laughs> All right. What the, did you bring? So I brought the El Tiqueleño. I'm hoping that's how you say it. I, I, I'm just terrible with Spanish words, but El Tiqueleño I think Reposado. you're doing fine. I think you're doing fine. Thank you. It would be more offensive if you tried to like bust out like a random... Latin accent, you know, trying to get all right. like you know, people on the news rolling your R's. Have you ever noticed this? You know, people on the news they'll talk with this like perfect Chicago, <laughs> almost like Dan Aykroyd accent, and then when they you know NBC Five News, this is Roberto <laughs> Rivera, and they're like, wait, where did that come from? I love it. I love it. I think it's great. El Tiquileño is. A distillery that's putting out just their own brand. So the gnome is just them. Just them. Okay. Just them. And I'm, I'm bringing up the Reposado Grand Reserva versus they've got a Reposado Rare that if you find that, scoop it up because it's everything we're going to talk about and then some. Pretty allocated, huh? I think it's... I just... It's per, rare. Per the name. It's rare. Per yeah. The, yeah. It's a little bit tougher to find. <laughs> this one you can find on the store shelves, certified additive free. And this is just absolutely delicious. I just thought we can't go too many more episodes without bringing yeah. this one up. All right. Sounds good. So, again, on the Tequila Matchmaker app, yeah, up on that left corner, it's going to have that stamp. It that is. It says certified Additive free. It is. Yeah. And so far, every tequila we have talked about is certified additive free. I mean, nothing but the best, right? I, I think it's important. We're gonna try we're gonna try some things. We're gonna cross the fence once in a while, right? I mean, we're gonna maybe venture into So the... I I think it's impossible to know every tequila that has any additive at all. Right. But I think it's easier to tell in some than others. So maybe pretty soon what we'll do is we'll have one that's not certified, but highly rated. And see if we can taste anything different. And then maybe that's when we geek out All right. on additives and tequila. And that only makes you appreciate the good stuff even more. Right. I think. Absolutely. Now that I've had some that are not certified. Yeah. Right. We can rename. We can... Remain nameless for some mm-hmm. of those brands, mm-hmm. but we all know that they're out there. So, we're going to get into the rye first. Let's get into the rye. All right. What are we smelling? Now, you picked up on this right away. A that is, lot a, that of is dill. a dill pickle. Yeah, yeah. Almost like sticking your nose into a, a pickle jar. Mm-hmm. But there's enough other spices, caramel, caraway, some of the other baking spices that wouldn't give you just like there's no briny note there's no salt water note no 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 it's no, just no. that dill no, no. it's seasoning. almost like a piece of rye bread with sliced dill pickles on oh, it there's right. a lot of pickle yeah. but then there's also the rye yeah i can get on that spice yes it's a very spicy nose yeah i like it i think it's great i think it's everything that a rye should be oh my gosh i'm ready would you call this stereotypical rye like it is just so much rye that you can't you can't confuse it for anything else. So far, this is exactly what I would want out of a yeah. yeah I would call this quintessential noses and quintessential. Yeah. yeah, I owe you a nickel for that <laughs> word. Cheers! Cheers! This is delicious. You got you enjoyed that. I really like this. 
a lot of rye spice, a lot of, I felt like it was peppery heat, and then it turned into cinnamon heat. Yes. And I know that's a weird thing to say, but it's just a different kind of heat. Yeah, no, it, it changes. Honestly, my opinion, I think it jumps around a little bit. I think it goes. Yeah, yeah fair you enough. Know, you've got some caramel sweetness, some dill spices, some, uh, like you said, some peppery spice, and then some cinnamon spice. If you don't like that bouncing back and forth, you might not appreciate this whiskey, but I don't mind that. It's fine. I, I enjoy how it... I just think it of, makes it more interesting. I would equate it to like a, a cue ball shot in a billiards game <laughs> when, that, when that cue ball hits and they got all those balls like rolling around all over the table. Like that's what happens in my mouth. Like it's just ching, 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 yeah, ching, ching. a lot ching. of balls in your mouth. A lot of balls in my mouth. Hmm. I set you up perfectly. That, that was on. That was me. That was my bad. It was on a tee. <laughs> it's like in the middle of fairway, and you tee it up. <laughs> like you can't help. Oh yeah, this the, is... the nose is great, and I think the taste stays true to the nose. A lot of rye, a lot of dill, and then, like you said, it transforms itself. You get some of the sweetness on the palate that you don't get on the nose. Correct. Yeah, there's not much sweetness on the nose at all. But it does come through on the palate. Yeah. Let's yep. see how the second sip is. All right. For me, that came out even more pronounced on that dill. And if you're not a fan of that note, if you're not a fan of the dill kind of rise, this might not be the one for you. But again, single barrel. So let's talk about that just for a moment. What did you get out of that second sip? Well, so on that second sip, I got the same thing. I got the dill up front. But then I feel like I got more of the sweetness than I did the first time. Less peppery burn, more cinnamon burn. Okay. I just feel like it, it, a little bit more sweetness came out. On the finish? Yeah. But let's talk about this. Single barrel. You will see that on bottles a lot. And all that really means is that this came from one barrel in the warehouse or the rickhouse or the storage. So... A barrel can create anywhere from 200 bottles all the way down to maybe just 50 bottles, depending on how much Angel Share takes away from the whiskey. Sure. How much evaporation That's there the was. evaporation, yeah. I was just going to ask you that. And those bottles are then often labeled specifically single barrel. Do they just decide going in this is going to be a single barrel, or are they tasting the barrel at some point and saying, ooh... Here's something special. Let's keep this one around and not mix it. Yeah, this this is when this is when we both wish we had this job. Oh. So those distillers, those blenders, those warehouse guys, the supervisors, the women and men who get to taste as it's aging. Oh yeah. They get, they will take samples of certain barrels that they know are in prime spots. Maybe it's the best airflow. Maybe it gets a little bit of sunlight on the corner of the rickhouse. Maybe it gets, uh, maybe it's high up and it has more heat, or it's down low and it has not as much heat. For whatever reason, there are certain sections of the rickhouse they learn are like honey holes, okay? And these barrels produce exceptional whiskey. So they're tasting each barrel as the years go on, as they're aging them, and they will determine, okay, this one is 
a run-of-the-mill, we're going to add this into our batch. It's going to be one of our batch yeah. barrels. This one is creating special flavors. We're going to set that aside for a single-barrel expression. Right. Okay, so they're tasting it all along. Who are these people who taste these things? Well, they're You've the, talked about this. They're the master tasters, the master distillers, the master blenders. Usually, the bigger the distillery, the more it has like a committee or a crew of people doing this. It's not just one guy. But these are people who show up, they punch the clock, so to speak. And they'll and taste. And they taste whiskey all day. Hundreds of whiskeys in a week. Yeah. Yeah. What, what does it, are they hiring? What does it take to get this <laughs> I, job? I don't know. I think you probably have to know somebody, but they will often spit it back out. They can't drink all day long. They wouldn't be able to make it through lunch if they're tasting high proof barrel strength juice all and swallowing all day long. So they'll spit and they'll get enough of a note. Oftentimes you'll even on the in, on the interviews for some of these tasters and blenders, they will pick out a honey barrel simply by the nose. What? They don't even have to taste it. They can identify, ooh, this is a special barrel. Let's put it over here to the side and let's make a mark on it or let's make a note of it and we'll follow it as it goes through its journey because it's going to end up being special just by nosing it. So I'm the tequila guy Yeah. in this group and I can't think of a better job than to be like you show up and you just taste whiskey all day. On the tasting committee. Absolutely. <gasps> Absolutely. You get paid to taste. This is a job. <laughs> you know, you ever been at like a get together, a gathering, a party, whatever, and like somebody's like in corporate accounting and you're like, oh, get me away from here. <laughs> but if I met somebody and they said, I taste all the whiskeys at this thing, I would just be imagine? there all day. Yeah. I Tell would me sit more. Down. Absolutely. That's a, that's a nice conversation right there. Absolutely. Right? Like I've never asked the corporate accountant, Tell me more about EBITDA <laughs> and post- your flow, cash flow analysis, ROI. right? Oh, no, no thank ROI. you. And the great thing about single barrel expressions is that liquor stores, whiskey societies, groups will go in and purchase these barrels. Anytime you go to a liquor store and you see store pick, a store pick is often a single barrel. Now, sometimes for the larger brands, the larger stores, they will batch them together. They'll grab two or three honey barrels because that produces more bottles, obviously. Sure. But a lot of these store picks. So if you're, like just, a big, if you're like a big chain liquor store, you might pick three barrels to blend? To blend it, to put, put all together. Gotcha. And call it a barrel pick. Well, you can call it a barrel pick. It's actually a, a small batch at that point. Oh, small batch. Yeah. Okay. But these... Barrel picks that would be one barrel out to the store, then that one store might be the only location to get this barrel. And that's the nuance. The oh, get in the nuance. nuance. That's the nuance of these individual barrels is that you will get some distinct differences from one barrel to the next. And if you are a big fan of, say, Driftless Glen, you can buy the different barrels. And kind of compare, kind of see what yeah, you know, gotcha. What, what the differences gotcha. are. Gotcha. Amazing. It's good stuff. One more sip. Let's do it. So for me, that third sip really made a difference. I think a little bit of air 
a little bit of time in yeah. the glass. It's opened up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Much more balanced. I got a lot more caramel sweetness, like you did, on that finish. Really a nice, balanced taste. This is a good whiskey. This is a great whiskey. And this is just, what, just a single, small distillery in in, in the middle of, literally <laughs> the middle of nowhere, Wisconsin? I believe they're creating a brand. They're building up their name. I've seen them on the shelf for a couple of years now. So Excellent. I, I like it a lot. I do too. I'm glad I, I'm glad I bought it. Yeah. It's a good purchase. So getting into the concepts, the random topics we're going to bring yeah. up. So we talked about hunting in the past. Uh, we I, mentioned it. We need to do a show on hunting. My hashtag <laughs> is uncertified whiskey hunter. If you go on Instagram. Right. That's your I'm, handle, I think. Well, it's... Is it's it my, a hashtag and a handle? It's my hashtag. I don't know what that means. <laughs> my Instagram posts or my page is my name, Welgin Matthew. Oh, gotcha. But I always tag my posts with that uncertified, uncertified whiskey, hunter. whiskey hunter. Yeah. Gotcha. I'm all about branding, man. <laughs> I, could, I couldn't say it with straight face. You said that, and I look at you like, really? No. Are you really? No. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm the worst brand. Or whatever. Well, I think we should move on to the tequila. Let's do it. And coming off of this rye and sweetness, before we even talk about it, just put your nose in there. Now, are we going to cleanse our palates? Or are we... Yeah, I mean, I think we should before we taste it, but just smell that. Are you getting some sweetness off of there? Yes. And it, yes. it helps that we got a little residue of, yes. of that whiskey in our A little in caramel, our mouth. a little vanilla. Right. Yes. Yeah, let's rinse out a little bit. So we've gotten into the habit of tasting the whiskey and smelling the whiskey first, then going to the tequila. I don't know if that's right or wrong, but it's working on this one because I'm picking up a ton of sweet notes. Yeah, but what it is getting a rep- on the notes. It's a reposado, right? So it's going to be a little bit more on the sweeter side than a Blanco. It should. Yep, it should be. So this one gets a score of 87 on Tequila Matchmaker. Oh, hot dog. Right? That might be one of the highest numbers well, one of the we've highest done it's so possibly. far. I, I don't know. Again, we shouldn't think about this as like wine ratings on a 0 to 100 scale, like Tequila is a little different once you just, get to know the app this, and once you get to yeah, know how this, they rate. This, this rating system is different. So 87 is. is one of the highest. You can think of this as like a 98 wine. It gets, yeah. It's getting some love. It is getting some love. So when you smell it in here, you know, your first thought, what are you getting? My first thought is vanilla. Even before the agave. Vanilla and caramel and then agave. Yeah, I agree totally. And I think that that's... Did you just take a, t- a, take a sip? I didn't. It, it, got, on my, it got on my lip because I tilted the glass too much when I was... <laughs> Thanks. You're splashing around? Yeah. I, I get the same thing, and I think that that's odd for something that is certified additive-free. I think that's what makes it so special. That's what makes what these guys are doing so beautiful. Because they don't right. have to add right. some concentrated, dark, syrupy 
stuff yeah. to their beautiful juice. And we it's haven't just, really geeked out on additives, and I still don't know if we want to geek out today, but the the bottom line is that even when you see a tequila that's 100% agave, that means that the distillate, the alcohol comes from 100% agave versus like a Cuervo Mixto that's 51% agave and 49% cane alcohol or grain alcohol. Right. This is 100% agave alcohol, but with tequila, you can add 1% by weight of an additive. Coloring, and, flavoring. And not put it on the bottle. And not put it, and not disclose it anywhere. And that's the key point, listeners, is that when you go to the liquor store, you will not see it on the bottle. Right. You have to do your homework before you make your purchase. So if you bought a brand that rhymes with... Rhymes with Masa Chigos. <laughs> Come up with a better come up with a better rhyme. Yeah, in in the comments, let's come up with a rhyme. Come up with a better come rhyme. Come up with a better rhyme. Cuz you know what I'm talking about, Masa Chigos. Masa Chigos full of additives. And you get it because it's 100% vanilla and caramel up front. This one is certified additive free and it's got a lot of the similar notes, but still a very delicate and sweet. Yes. Almost candy sweet yeah. kind of nose. Yeah. And to know that it's additive free means that it's getting it all from the barrel. Yeah. Should we give it a sip? Absolutely. Let's go. Salud. Okay, Matt. You're the you're the palate guy. What are you getting on that? So I got a little spice kick. Yes. Mid palate. In the middle, did you get a spice? Now, is that the rye still lingering in our mouths? No, I, I feel like this thing has a little pepper in it. It's got a little, a little kick, pepper in right? it. Right? Yep. Yeah. I really like that. That Some of the repos we've had so far have a, uh, I would say, a smooth journey, a smooth transition sure. from caramel to agave to sweetness to spice, whatever it might be. This one had like this little boop, like a, you know, <laughs> like a heartbeat on a, on a, right. on a chart, right? Or on right. a... Right. The little monitor had a little bloop, little spike of spice, a little spike of maybe cinnamon. Would you call it cinnamon? Dude, I get I get pepper, I get cinnamon, little chocolate, almost like a cocoa bitterness. There was a cocoa bitterness, yeah. This is really interesting. But all of that was behind uh, like oak, caramel. And and I get agave up front too. Yeah. On the palate that I didn't get on the nose. Right. Yes, I did not get toffee on the nose. It came out on the palate. Ooh. I didn't get. I didn't get a ton of oak on the nose, but it came out in the palate. Yeah, there's a lot of differences from nose to palate, which I would say for our whiskey also had some. Right. Sure. We, we talked about some things that were on the nose that were not on the palate, yeah, or vice versa. Absolutely. I'm so, ready. Let's. I'm ready. I, I want more. Sip number two. Yeah. So I still got that little spice kick. Absolutely. But the pepper came out a little more on the finish. Really dynamic. This is a. This is a really interesting tequila. Yeah. Do you? Are you getting a little fruit in there yet? Maybe. Maybe some peach okay. or pear. Something like that. It's not yeah. a red fruit. Yeah. It's something else. Yes. Right. Peach or pear. I would go with. Yep. For sure. Little honey. Mm, this is, it's delicate, but yet it has a boldness to it, right? 
I would say that de- the nose is delicate and the palate is more on the bold side. I compare, like when I think about the El Tesoro Reposado, yeah. one, of, one of your favorites, yeah. right? And one of my favorites. I would say that it's, that that, because we talked about the floral, the floral quality right. of that right. and how it was delicate on the nose and delicate through the taste. This has a difference in that it's delicate on the nose, but more bold, more of a, of a, it has a, has some cones on the on the palate, right? It's got some some. Yeah. It stands up, right? We, which what else did we want to talk about? We talked about single barrel expressions. Oh yeah. We talked about hunting a little bit. We should have a whole geek yeah, out we episode can on this. We can geek out on hunting, absolutely, because it's it's easy to to get upset if you buy something at a liquor store because you think, oh, I'm not going to find this anywhere else. And then you go to the next liquor store and it's five bucks cheaper. You can't beat yourself up for that because no, you, right. you never know if you're yeah, going to come across it Yeah, it could be five bucks anywhere. Yeah, yeah. No, the, the, the first rule when it comes to hunting is that you have to get out there, right? Yeah. That just like Joby would say on his Forsyth Creek podcast, the deer will not hop in your truck and let you take them home. You got to go out there. And find them. You got to be where they are. Right. If you want to get one, you got to get out amongst them. So right. It's you got to get like, out there. It's kind of like shooting your tag limit, and then as you're leaving, you see this like trophy buck. Yeah. Who cares? Who you cares? already bagged. You, you already bagged whatever yep. you bagged. You had a good trip. Yeah. Right. Let it go. Come back next year. That's or next what season. hunting is. Right. Yep. Let them go. Let them grow. That's right. <laughs> Listen to us. Like we know anything about hunting. I don't know anything about hunting, but I do know. That shed sits in a tree <laughs> in a loincloth, <laughs> fucking Rambo knife in between his teeth, and he jumps on fucking wild boar and then like slits their throats. <laughs> I think it's more like a, like right under their rear, like where their heart is. Like he knows Ooh, like how to just get it, like. Right. Prison style. Just prison <laughs> shank style. Right. Like let me get right up under that rib. Unbelievable. I love it. I, I love it. We got to get them on and just to talk about Dude, that. Dude, we I have mean. to. That's the most <laughs> amazing story ever. Yeah. And does Joby also wear the loincloth? <laughs> I don't remember them mentioning any loincloth. Oh, is that just, just my I, addition? I think it's where you got me bare-chested. It's somewhere up in that <laughs> brain of yours. <laughs> I just I like to think of you boys and your kind of caveman... <laughs> Back to your caveman <laughs> essence. Uh, so yeah, we'll we'll get into hunting okay. more. I think it's a yeah. good it's a good yeah. thing we can like devote an entire episode to. But if if you don't get out there and look, you're never going to find it. Right. right. Uh, that's right. the rule number one. So so can I geek out a little bit on this for yeah. just a moment? Go. So this has a different cooking method than what we've run across before. Okay. <laughs> Did you say floor? 126.3. <laughs> oh, man, we warmed up on the hot stuff. On the El Tequileño site. Did you just... Did, what did you just do? I'm sorry. I was, you dropped I was it. We haven't even said the magic word, and you dropped it. <laughs> My bad. I'm sorry. I was getting it ready. I'm sorry. You were getting it, you were getting it all queued up because you know we're about to do it. But hold on. All right. So the master distiller is Don Jorge Sales Cuervo. Oh. 
but he pioneered the use of the steam pressure autoclave. Okay. The autoclave, think of this as the Instapot. Oh. It's a high pressure. Pressure cooking. Okay. Pressure cooking. So this is steam pressure, high pressure cooking of the pina so that you get this like Maillard reaction, like that you get the browning here. And then you crush that and distill the juice that comes out. My mouth is watering. Keep going. Right. So apparently this is where this started. They've got a river, a little stream that's their water source that's going through all that volcanic rock in the Mexican highlands. A lot of minerality. And then they're fermenting this in open tanks next to 150-year-old mango trees. Wow. Which they say makes all the difference. And for like our wine drinkers, they know, what is it, the terroir? Yeah, the terroir. Terroir? Is it an R or a terroir? Is I it French-Canadian? It... <laughs> I, I say terroir. You say terroir? Yeah. I say terroir. No R at the end. No R. Even though there's an R there. Right. Thank you. We all know that where the, you know, where the agave grows, where the water comes from, all of these things go into the taste. And then the coolest thing, you know, they're distilling this in copper stills. That's great. The coolest thing is the sustainability. They measure 98% of their production residuals go into create an organic compost that gets spread in the fields that helps grow the future agave. And that's, that's really... 98%. That's, that's a hot topic right now is things think, are yeah. wanting to be more sustainable. Things are trying to become more sustainable. Right. And they've been doing this already. They, and and yeah. they said they've been doing this since 1959. That's impressive. I mean, I think that's fantastic. Again, single estate, right? Yeah. So the yep. agave are grown on their estate, which means they have a better control of when it was planted, watching it grow and develop, and how much to harvest without losing next year's production, right? Absolutely. Yep. They're blending it. No additives. And, it, and, and the taste profile is amazing on this one. How do you get this much vanilla and caramel, oak? And spice. And, and spice. spices. And, and, and no additives. It's amazing. It is. Going in again? Third time. Let's do it. Salute. Matt, what'd you get on that third sip? It mellowed out a little bit. It smoothed out a little bit. Did you get... Totally agree. Yeah. Maybe not as much pepper and spice, but still very dynamic. It had a lot going on and really enjoyable. Still very nice. Yeah, I feel... I totally agree. I feel like the caramel kicks up a little bit. Yeah, right. And then some butterscotch. Even like a coffee flavor. Do you get that in there? Maybe... Maybe the bitterness of coffee, but I'm still getting a lot of the caramel and the butterscotch. Sure, sure. So you know what I think it's time for, now that you've put your phone down? (laughs) I think that this is suitable for a quick sip. (laughs) Ah! Oh, 
Oh, that was oh. terrible. Oh, let's try Production again. value. <laughs> Production value. It just needs to be louder. When I say, it's time for a quick sip. Nice. No delay. Good volume. <laughs> this time I think we go tequila to whiskey. All right. Because the tequila has a lot going on and it's pretty delicate. Yeah. And I feel like this whiskey, what's the, what's the proof on this one? This is 96 proof. Yeah, I'm worried it's going to burn us out. Kind of hide it. Up. Yep. Yeah. Let's, so let's try, let's switch it up. All right. So Salute. Just so our listeners know. Yes. We're going to take a sip of the tequila. We're going to swish it around. We're going to swallow it. And then immediately grab right. the rye and maybe a quick nose, but go right into it. Put it right down the gullet because we want to follow the tequila with the rye immediately. Yeah, right. absolutely. Salud. That was fun. I like that. That was really good. So I got licorice that I didn't get before. I would agree with that. That was still dill, but there was an anise right there along with that dill that I did not find when we were just with the rye by itself. Yep. And the finish is still going. It is a mile long how those spices are continuing in my mouth, just around my gum line, just going and going. It's and it's a really mouth watering finish. It's not a drying finish. Right. Very mouth watering. That brought out everything in the whiskey that I loved. But again, if you can tolerate the dill, which we kind of like, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I I'm definitely a rye fan and I'm converting you very quickly and easily oh. into enjoying these rye. For the sake of fairness, we're gonna Science. <laughs> Science. We have to. We have to. We're going to go with the rye first, and then a quick sip into the tequila. Right? Where was the high point? <laughs> you said the word. Do you realize that Cowboy Curtis was Lawrence Fishburne? Who is Cowboy? Is that Pee Wee's Playhouse? Remember how we were talking about like quick sips? Yeah. Are like Pee Wee's Playhouse, the yeah. word of the day? Cowboy Curtis. Was Lawrence Fishburne? Can you believe that shit? I want to say maybe there was more than one Cowboy Curtis, but I... I... I believe you. I hear a Google coming on. (laughs) Cowboy (laughs) Curtis. Lawrence Fishburne. Was there anybody else... You know, there were so many characters. Maybe I'm just thinking about other actors that performed on the show. Sounds like he was only in on it for like two years. But that blows my mind. He's the dad. (laughs) From what? The dad from what? <laughs> oh, you mean from the boys in the hood? Is that no. what you're talking? Yes, I'm not, I'm not, I just, I totally, I totally just, brain just farted. Stopped. I just said he was. The, he, <laughs> he was the dad. Uh, and. <laughs> 
Do I get to start that over? Sure. It's or fine. do we keep We're, the no, whole... I don't care. Do we keep the whole brain fart in there? <laughs> right. Can you believe this? Cowboy Curtis was the dad in Boys in the Hood. Right. Yeah. No, I mean... He was in Apocalypse Now. <laughs> do you remember him in Apocalypse yeah. Now? Yeah. I mean, I always just think of him as... Morpheus, the dude from the Matrix. I mean, I, he's he's always Morpheus to me. Morpheus, he's always I, Morpheus. I mean, I love Boys in the Hood, but I can't hear Lawrence Fishburne and not think of those some, those glasses with no legs. Oh yeah, right, yeah, the glasses yeah, for sure, just, for sure. You know, right with the red pill and the blue pill. Absolutely, for sure. He was Cowboy Curtis on. Pee-wee's Playhouse. Paul Rubens busted masturbating <laughs> in a porn theater. That was a long time ago. And you know what else was a long time ago? Us talking about quick sips. <laughs> so, so All right. Let's get bring back, it back on bring track it back. Yeah. Now we're doing whiskey to tequila. Right. Cheers. All right, can I go first on this? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That cut out everything else for me except the vanilla and the fruit. Okay. The nose I felt was pretty similar. If I had gotten any buttery kind of finish that I didn't mention before, that was gone. It was a lot of fruit. There was a lot of sweetness, like a caramel sweetness. What did you get? I'm on the fence as to which one I liked better. I like I like this way too. This was really oh, this was really good. This was really good. I actually got a floral note on yes. the rye when I first took a sip. I got a little whiff of a floral that I did not get. Maybe more time in the glass is helping that with the rye. But then with the tequila, I got a lot of I got a lot more agave. Than Ooh. I did in the past, drinking the tequila just by itself. Okay. So some of that fresh, clean, bright, sweet agave came through, and yes, a lot of what you were saying too. Some of that fruity, the fruity notes were were coming through, um, like a, like a, like a a, a sweet but, but a darker, because a pear pear note would be too light. A pear note would be too light and bright. You know, like a lot of scotches have. Those pear notes. Um, okay. So maybe an apple, maybe like, maybe even like a cooked apple because of the caramel, like a cooked caramel apple pie without the pie crust, kind of a note. I gotcha. It was it was really tasty. I I would almost like to do it again to see if I which one I like better. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, if we're gonna do that, I gotta reload a little bit on the tequila. What right. do you What do you need? I need a touch of tequila. Yeah. Yeah. Because your pour for my rye was healthy. I always think of Lawrence Fishburne. I, I always think of it more as a he he was very wise, very sage in that movie. You know, all these young kids think they that know they know better and he was always just a quiet Yes. He had this quiet wisdom about him, you know, and yes. but then yeah, when he did speak about some of that stuff, then then like the hood came out, you know, like, like, like the, well, the, his 
his background. When kind he of takes the like, boys out to the billboard and explains gentrification. Yeah. Do you remember this in yeah. the movie? Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, this is this is watching some that now, deep shit. Watching that now has it, it's a different watch than when I was in right like high school or college or whatever. Right. Yeah. So which one are we gonna go first? Let's go whiskey tequila first. Okay. On this one, and we'll just do a couple more quick sips. I can see you hitting your phone. Oh, so good. St- All right. Stumbling. Stumbling. Oh. Mumbling. Mumbling. All right. Oh. All right. Sip of whiskey. Sip of tequila. Cheers. Quick sips. Cheers. What'd you get on that one? I, once again, just the sweetest agave flavor that you could possibly imagine. I would... I would think that this had additives in it because it was coming off so sweet. But it must be just that caramel finish from the rye lingering on through that's maybe maybe diminishing the vanilla and the oak and the caramel in the Reposado, and it's just bringing out that agave. Because I just get a, I get a ton of agave that I don't, I don't get it when I just drink the tequila straight by itself. So I got a good bit of agave, and it's interesting you say sweet agave because it's it's agave with all of this sweetness that I put back onto the caramel and vanilla. Okay. But you're feeling like the caramel, caramel. What do you say, caramel or caramel? Uh, what do you? How do you say it? I, I think I use both. Yeah. I think I use both. Like yeah, I would say caramel apple. Mm-hmm. If it was time to go to an orchard and buy like a off or like a roadside stand right. caramel apple, and then if I'm talking about the like candies are caramels, caramels, yeah, yeah, in the town in, in the town Indiana, Indiana caramel, caramel. <laughs> and when you brown vegetables, what is that technique? Caramelization. Yeah. That's how I would say Not it. caramelization. No, no, it's I would caramel. say caramelization. Yeah. yeah. Yep. All right. All right. Back on track. I feel like that was a better experience than the first time. Like, I kind of feel like whatever we have first always brings out whatever we have second. Sure. Is that fair? Yeah. No, I, I think it enhances and it sometimes changes, but it, it enhances something in the second yeah. set. Yeah. Yeah. And we didn't. Ha- we usually don't have enough time on the reverse side to really give it some some fairness. Right. Yeah. No, it's true. But I'm curious. After we do this, tequila followed by whiskey. Yeah. What's going to be your preference? What's your favorite? Yeah, for sure. All right. All right. You ready? Yeah. Let's do it. Little tequila. Little whiskey. Salute. So on that one on the nose, it kicks up all the dill. Yeah. Because I feel like the tequila has no dill, clearly. Right. So it, it, it deadens the barrel notes of the whiskey, but it kicks up the dill. But then on the palate, it's all this sweetness followed by the cinnamon finish. Yes. Yes, I agree with what you're saying. And I think there's like these two... 
there's these two notes that are running side by side. One is a sweet note that's a little higher, a higher sweet note, and then a lower, spicier, darker note, and they run side by side throughout the whole thing. But in the beginning, you get the sweet, yep, you know, yep, and then on absolutely, the, and then on the end, the darker, lower, spicier note comes through. And I I enjoy how. I still get the dill, but there's that licorice note. There's that black licorice anise note. Oh, that, you know that what? I really yeah, enjoy. You're really, you're right. You're onto something there. And it's not like black licorice candy. It's true anise. Yes. Like if yeah. you've ever had star anise and ground it up and stuck it in something, that's it's it's that flavor, not the. Candied flavor. No, no, more of the spice. More on the spicier side. For sure. Right. And I'm leaning more towards this direction. I like... I, I'm with Tequila you. Tequila followed by the rye. Tequila to the whiskey. Yeah. Way better than vice versa. Well, it's a pretty close second for me. I, I yeah. like them both ways. Okay. But... I like them both ways, but I think you're getting... I think that the tequila brings out more in the whiskey than the whiskey brings out in the tequila. That's fair. Yep. That's fair. Okay. Yes, I would agree. So, so that about wraps it up for us. We want to thank you for listening. Please like, follow, subscribe. Give us a five-star rating, all that junk. We are on Instagram and on Facebook. We have a group at Whiskey Tequila Fridays. Thank you to Joby at Forsha Creek for our music. So awesome. And that song is so great. And we ask that you drink responsibly. And if you like drinking tequila and you like drinking whiskey, then, then it's always a Friday, brother. Happy Friday, Drew. Happy Friday, Matt. We appreciate y'all hanging, but now it's time to go. We'll come on back for more whiskey to keep a Friday show.